Hello everyone and welcome back to the Earth Bodies podcast. I'm Katie and I'm Meg and we are two of the founding members of Earth Bodies. If this is your first time here it's great to meet you. We are a group of five female artists based in Bristol. We're passionate about demystifying the art world and initiating new conversations based on our own experiences. If you've tuned in before welcome back and thanks so much for being here. Today we're going to be introducing how we came about, our ethos and how we got to where we are now. So I think that is a really good place to start. If you follow us on social media, you'll be able to have seen the progress we've been making as a collective and the artist profiles we've done and all of the updates and things we've been working on recently. But the things that you wouldn't have seen would be the things that we've been working on since the very start of this year back in January. So back in January, for one of our uni modules, we had to write a proposal that would win an exhibition space. And we formulated ours as a group. And from there, we decided that it would be something that we wanted to do no matter whether it did win the proposal or not. We were all really passionate about the things that we were talking about and the ideas that were flowing. Mm. And so just that we won it it really motivated us like it was such a passionate group of people all super keen to continue with the ideas that we had and I think that because we were also interested in each aspect of not only the project but the ethos behind the proposal mm. it gave us all such motivation to just work as hard as we could for it yeah definitely I think as well like it really like brought all our practices together because I think even now it's kind of as we all have like quite different art like ways of making art but we were all really interested in making environmental sustainability a forefront and contemporary art and we also wanted to engage like local people and local communities a lot more and like, even people with that like prior experience in creativity and be like all come to an exhibition so I think those like our ethos and our values were like haven't really changed like we've solidified and worked out what they are like more and more and narrowed it down but I think those two key like points were there right from the beginning that's what the exhibition was going to be about definitely and even even if it wasn't an exhibition in the typical sense the idea of creating a space that we could display art we could display community art we could engage in conversations having a space to actually talk and discuss ideas and not just led by us but led by people who are experts on the things that we wanted to discuss about people who don't know anything and having ideas that came from people who may have just walked in from the street because it's already what you can get very wrapped up in the things that you do know about where you can look past things that you don't and just to have somewhere that we could talk about these things and display these things it was definitely going to be something we wanted to break down the traditional white cube gallery space yeah. setting and I think that the coronavirus changing that has really done us favours definitely because we were kind of doing it in a white cube space even though it was like a smaller gallery and um, it would have been really cool we were still like trying to break those things within the boundary of that like we had some good ideas for it like um, we were going to do like some murals and like um, some workshops and like you said, um, get people in for talks. And I think that like, one of the most interesting points is we also wanted to have, have like the work displayed, but also have like the space in the middle where people could come mm-hmm. meet other creatives or like, you know, talk to people who haven't done these like being creative before and like want to get into something and maybe do some art together, but just also have a space for discussion in a gallery, even if that's just that a challenge. 
that we had only eight weeks to put to pull that off like with university we didn't have as long and it did feel mm. very much like despite what what I have said about it being something we were going to do regardless it also did feel very much like do how much art do we need to incorporate into this because it's an art course that we've won or like we were only allowed to have faculty from the university speak and exhibit work whereas I think now it's really exciting because we can have anyone that we want to participate in project or show their art or have talks and discussions and we're not limited to kind of invisible boundaries that had been set yeah I think it was very limiting because like it seems strange like doing this project about like community and like like, local areas in Bristol and then our uni were like oh you need to even if it's like all creative people or like you know academic people that study at French A which is a different campus um at our uni it was still like it has to be people from the uni which didn't really align with what we were doing so it felt quite restrictive but we were still going to do it and yeah I think it all worked it worked out for the best for sure yeah definitely and as well with just having uni people um, or faculty participate in the pulling together of this project it meant that the audience were going to be of a similar demographic as well everyone bringing their friends everyone talking about it within their social circles and peer groups yeah it would have been difficult to reach the amount of people outside of this setting that we want to reach as well I think this time around we've had the chance to and it's still early days obviously but we've had Mm. the chance to reach out to more groups and consider more carefully and more more intentionally different areas of Bristol different groups in Bristol that we would love to work with or have shows at or participate in like yeah which is really really key to what we want to do as well yeah I think um so we had eight weeks from once we found out we'd won the proposal until the exhibition was going to be and it was a really busy time because we had we all had like a big studio practice module deadline we had an essay coming up and we were all doing work experience as well so we were putting a lot of time into like the project but it was still like it was there was a lot going on and that's not to say that the time scale we've had for this project right now is by any means easier it just mm. means that the other commitments that we have may be adjusted a little bit just because of the academic pressure we had alongside it so yeah it was meant to be on march the 27th and i think it was about a week or two weeks before we were like the lockdown was like being talked about we didn't know like what was happening we we're like is this something we're gonna just get like be able to get done in time and then it's going to be locked down but also I think everyone was feeling like, what's the point in doing, like rushing and doing this thing? If it's like we're talk, trying to get commu- local communities in and like that's not really going to be possible. No, also, even if it is possible, no one's going to want to come. And so it was a very mm-hmm. hard decision for us. Like, are we going to call this off or when's the gallery or when's the uni going to call it off? And then, yeah. especially because yeah. we had put so much work into it and we didn't want to just, well, we didn't give up, but we didn't want to just stop. But obviously there are things that happen that are outside of our control but it was never going to be just a stop we knew that it was something we were going to continue working on because we had worked so hard and we were so passionate and we still are and that's why we then applied to the scholarship yeah oh yes the scholarship it has evolved so much since winning I think it was another confidence boost for the um concept and the idea that we'd formulated as well like having not only won the proposal through uni but then winning the scholarship which was some money from the enterprise division and just to have the it's kind of just a reaffirmation reassuring definitely that 
we are putting in so much time into it and getting the not even necessarily reward but just to kind of keep going like this is worth yeah. it like other people, people are like recognizing your idea. yeah then it was like yeah we had like the fine art like our fine art course be like oh this is really good I have an exhibition I was like this is really exciting but then we look like, where are we going to go from here and um yeah our university has um an enterprise section for like startups and businesses and so every summer they run a scholarship um, scheme and you can either apply for an impact and innovation side of the scholarship which is about um yeah helping like the community or like doing something that yeah helps other people in any kind of way you can be from like any course it doesn't need to be like a creative course or it's like building your own business or startup so I was talking to the team at university about this and they were like yeah you should apply with your project and so we did the application and I think that was really good as well for all of us to have the experience of like writing a proposal for funding and really going thinking about well if we can't do an exhibition now what do we want to do are we gonna what are we doing by applying for this definitely it really did um bring it back down to earth that it isn't just something that that exists within a university module it's something that does exist in the broader scale and having worked as a team on these things it's so good to be if you're doing this for the first time which I certainly am it's really good to be Mm. able to like ask for help from your peers and like if you can't do something ask someone else what they've done and writing proposals that even if each part was written by other people or considered and things it's so different writing it together and helping each other than it is just having to do it all yourself and it's still really valuable but to have the support of a team is so useful when it's the first time of doing these things I think and as well the um, enterprise offers a mentor scheme and lots of workshops throughout the week which have been really useful so we meet with our mentor every single week and the things that we think that we have to know ourselves it always turns out that these things are all (laughs) offered to us for free to help us with these things like struggling each week how do you write these things how do you do these things and then it turns out that there's like a whole workshop recorded for you to do yes they know what you need already (laughs) exactly and if you can get hold or access to these resources via a scholarship or via like an enterprise um advisor and things like it's really worth looking into because there is the help there and there is the support no matter how much you're doing as your team and like as you're working as hard as you can there's always going to be someone who knows more than you that can help and there's absolutely no any bad feeling about asking for help because we wouldn't be able to do this without help so yeah, it's really important to remember, I think, like, with looking into, like, what your university does offer, because it took a while, and I was like, oh, there is so much out there, like, they're so prepared for, yeah, like, any kind of project. It's so cool as well, because there's people, like, on the scholarship who are doing completely different things to us, like, they're doing stuff to, like, you know, help amputees, or, like, making stuff in robotics, or other people are doing creative, like, courses like creative projects but like they're completely different from what we're doing like maybe they're like fashion or um what are people doing like jewelry sculpture yeah. it's just a really good meeting point for all these different industries and disciplines and things because they're people that we wouldn't have met otherwise mm. and just to take advantage of the opportunity do you get to meet some crazy crazy different ideas that yeah you'd never thought of as well that you're like wow that actually really relates to us we'd love to have you speak at one of our things or that's super different and I don't think it'd work at all but the way that you speak about it is really really interesting and I think that's something with like like even if it's not going to benefit us but just just as a very like wholesome environment to see other people discussing their ideas passionately it's really really good 
yeah it sort of like really helping you with that step out of university rather than just sort of like in a year's time when we finish going oh what are we gonna do I feel like this really helped us like make the most of what we can get especially with third year I think it's really gonna shape our well I can only speak for myself but I think it's really gonna shape my practice and my Mm. ideas develop having a project like this alongside run alongside it I think it's going to be really positive impact but definitely definitely impact that in ways that wouldn't if it didn't exist yeah I think that's another thing as well like doing the scholarship because they're very interested in knowing so what's the long like the longevity of this how like is this going to be a long-term thing what's this going to lead to because they want to like fund and help you with ideas that you know aren't just like a one-off thing and I think before we were excited about it and we were like wanted to like form an arts collective we decided early on rather than just like a one-off exhibition yeah we didn't quite know like what yeah what is like this like plan long term mm. are we going to do something like in third year we're going to do something after uni yeah and I think it's worth mentioning at this point that words such as collective practice are all going to be discussed in our next episode because it's really hard to discuss the things that we are discussing without using this terminology because they are perfect what we're talking about we could we could talk about um functioning as a collective as a group group of artists because talking about how our practice is going to be influenced i think having a collective is going to influence the way we all work i think the fact that we are all having we have different interests in the way that we make art even working in the studio influences your practice but i think having a group of you working under the same umbrella to umbrella group Mm -hmm. is really gonna have the ideas a bit more concentrated and discussed a bit more i think cohesively but also like for example at university when we have discussions about our working groups you may be talking about your work really passionately to someone who is completely uninterested in that topic or Mm -hmm. has no prior experience or knowledge in the medium you're using or the people you're artists you're speaking about so I think working in a group where people will understand the books Mm. that you've read or the artists that you've looked at or the reason for making your work obviously not exactly the same I think that's going to really impact the ideas that come from that I think um one of the main things we've learned like through doing scholarship and like working together is learning sort of like those professional more like business enterprising kind of skills like rather than just you know it's great it's great to do all the creative things but like when you're doing your own creative project you're working like on your own time and you're going in your own direction and you don't always have to like think about like the reason behind like why you've taken that turn whereas when we're working as such a big group it's like why are we going through this direction? We have to like reflect a bit more and make sure we're doing everything intentionally, which has been a really good skill to learn. It's good to have discussions about your reasoning really often, I think, because mm. when there's groups, like you can be so, especially working remotely, you can be spending all your time doing what you're doing and going off on your own piece. I think that's the word, I don't know. And um, going track. And then if we didn't have any meetings to discuss what we were doing or like why we're doing it, I think sometimes it's good to have your own responsibilities and tasks, but sometimes you've got to remember like, this is a teamwork. This is a team effort. Mm. We are doing this. We are succeeding as a team or failing as a team. Like we need to do. Yeah. This. We need to all take together. Care. Oh, you got to take care of your own work, but also take care of everyone else's work. I think those have all been really important skills as well. Like managing a team, making sure we're all on the same page that we're all like, you know, feeling the same way about the project. Do we want it to go in the same way? There's a lot of time to be committed to it, but it's important mm. to like remember balance and understand like if this is a priority, but 
there is also other things to be doing so yeah if you are going to be doing these things through summer or like your own time understanding you don't want to work yourself too hard or too little like you have to get that balance just right yeah not having like that like university just carrying us through it like that motivation it's very different like doing like you know doing something like this in the summer off our own backs like when we're like you know we're working we have different schedules and like on top of that like during lockdown I think that's been a really like big task for a lot of us like a lot of us like a lot of us aren't that like into doing digital things all the time I think everyone over lockdown has got quite sick of like always being online always like having all these video like calls to replace like what you were originally doing so I think like having like when we were meeting like in a place and like oh you know we're all in the studio so we just have that meeting it's very different to having a bit more of like a regimented schedule which is really good and it's like mm-hmm. taught us a lot about more of like admin business side of things but it's like it's hard because you know everyone's in different like different places doing different things like finding something that like works for like you know a large team of like five people especially as friends as well I think working as friends mm. it's really hard it's really easy to get distracted like if you haven't seen people for so long and then you do call have video calls with your friends it's really difficult to not yeah hard chat and like occupy our time with other things and it is to just get straight down to business but that's still another thing we're learning like it's still a very it's a very um ideal team you can all bring something so valuable to it and all each of our like practices our artwork our passions the things within the project that we want to work on the time we can commit like I think it's all working really well but it's also just understanding again like a boundary and a balance between work time getting stuff done getting stuff done time yeah like having a meeting going okay let's stick around and talk afterwards if we want to have a chat maybe have like a five minute like you know everyone's here check how you're doing otherwise you know we end up with calls that last hours because like there's little intermittent other things going on yeah and that brings us to the present I guess that brings us to today Mm. we are at the end of the fourth week which is halfway through um we're all still spread between our homes in Bristol so that's not changed yeah (laughs) and maybe we could just recap our ethos and just to solidify that and sort of what we're doing now so this is it's middle of July now so we're recording the our first series of eight or so ish um podcasts over the next few weeks and um it will be released on the 1st of September which you're you're hearing now Um, yeah I think a really big thing for us was after just you know going we can't really do an exhibition right now what can we do was working out like you know one like what did like our audience want or you know as creating an audience trying to create an audience like what could potential audiences want and also like what do we want to make as well I think that's a really big big thing for like that you don't really realize there's always those things in like project like self sort of started projects but you know everything takes so much longer than you think it will and you have to spend that time doing all these ideas and planning and I think it felt like a little bit of a step back because during the exhibition we'd done all this planning and it all gone into something but we didn't have something to show for it so it felt like sort of doing that stage again but it had you know it had to be done again because there was completely new like circumstances bringing back to why we started what we're doing what we're doing and as a collective as a group of artists we're still so keen to be so immersed in the art side of it in the creating mm. side and to have an audience that wants to respond and interact with our art 
and our message that's fundamentally what we wanted and to include people in what we're doing as well as being included in what they're doing and I think just having a conversation with people with real life people in real life places is something that we're still striving for Mm -hmm. and for now we're doing what we can do and we're just excited to see how it can develop when things can go further again yeah I think like having to work out what a project's about through lockdown deciding to do a podcast and like releasing a zine to sort of show what we're about shows that also you know we've learned a lot of like stuff about working digitally and also I think helps us yeah create that longevity for what we're doing yeah and that's something that we're really passionate about like we this isn't just when the scholarship ends this ends this is something we're going to keep at because we've worked so hard for it and the ideas are still something that we're super keen to pursue and there is no separation between this project and our interests and the things that we want to be doing anyway making art talking to people engaging in these conversations it's just a channel which we can actually get it out there in a really successful way we hope I think that it's going to have a lot a lot of life left in it like one of the the other main point as well as like community and like engaging new conversations is like this focus on making like contemporary art or like the art world or your individual like art practice more environmentally sustainable because I think studying like art at the moment and like being interested in like seeing what's going on in the art world there's like there is some talk of this or maybe I've noticed there's like more conversation in like other areas maybe it's been talked about in fashion a lot but in like fine art I wouldn't say like it's a big topic and yet you know even if your art's not about even if the message of your art isn't you know appreciating nature or like what you've got more I think it should still be made of sustainable materials even if that's not what you're the message behind it is exactly and with art it's almost like a a warrant or a a free pass do what you want in the name of the sake of it as freeing and liberating as that statement is it's also got its downsides it's got its faults just like Mm -hmm. anything and I think it's something that once you understand you go up this you go wow I can do anything I want for whatever reason and then you hit this point and you're like but what is the point and what is my reason Mm. and you can either carry on making art for the sake of it and keep going up and up perhaps on this trajectory or you can plateau or you can go and by no means like standard of your work or interest plateau but in terms of understanding you then may realize actually you can make art for the sake of it but what is my reason and what are the implications Mm -hmm. of my art and what are the who's suffering at the cost of me making this exactly. and what am I actually trying to get at like and that doesn't mean people who are going to go into the gallery and look at your art and suffer but like where do your materials come from what's happening to your art after it's used and perhaps you're going to dispose of it like is it going to be disposed of in an incinerator is it going to be taken to landfill is it going to be all of these things are things to think about but they just aren't part of the time is like when you get to like this stage in like our art careers you've made so much since like school or like being a little kid it's like now I think we're all realizing oh it's all starting to build up whether that's like stuff we own at home like when you make like a lot of physical objects like which I you know I have done in the past or paintings when you're young like I don't know you're just making you're not really thinking about it and then yeah, then you're like piling and piling things and you're like actually like what am I going to do with this and if I don't want to keep it is that like how do I dispose of this I can't just like you know I don't really make sculpture but a lot you know a lot of people make huge sculptures out of silicone plaster of Paris yeah my um 
sculptures from first year I I just threw in the skip when I was moving out of my halls because Mm. I didn't know what else to do with it it's like a big 1.5 by 1.5 meter sculpture I didn't know like where is it gonna go I don't have a car in Bristol I don't have enough money to get it collected like getting the taxi to take me back from the studios where it was more was expensive enough disposing of it correctly I wouldn't even know where to begin looking for how to dispose of things that are not like being able to put in a bin at the side of the road we are at art school we are currently in 2020 in the year of the pandemic the lockdown of the what is happening like the climate crisis is nothing's yeah. changing still the it's, it's like, these there's one yeah. huge there's so many like world problems like jakarta flooding and like indonesia like there's been one thing after another and, like the fires in australia there's so much yeah. happening and it's like yeah we talk about it you know people talk about it and how bad it is but then going back to the everyday or going back to like educational institution it's like are we actually introducing or changing anything I know of course people in these institutions a lot of people are having the conversations but it's like how fast can it happen obviously you have to think about these things a lot and things can't always happen fast but like what is there stuff going on behind the scenes or you know do we kind of have responsibility I guess like to make sure stuff is going like going on and yeah and how different would it be if every single art student of whatever art degree across the country were being told like these are the consequences of using this material on this country these are the consequences of using Mm. this material if you throw it away bear less in mind when you're making your art imagine how not only the art would change the way that it's made but the intention behind it and that's not to say everyone needs to sit down in a Mm. field and look at the stars and think wow how can I think of this project that's made completely out of the ground I'm sat on but it is saying maintain your interests maintain your personal passions and your the way the reason you want to make art but the consequences that you have in deciding on this definitely I think even like I don't know a lot of the time unless your work you are interested in sustainability in your day-to-day life which you know it's not everyone's interest or like everyone's hobby is like being more sustainable so I think often it doesn't get introduced to like your creative practice just because like you said the conversation isn't started like you know even just things like painting which is such a traditional medium of art and like acrylics they just get washed you know you can't wash um like oils down the sink like at our like uni so there's that that's already sort of talked about a little bit but like acrylics are washed down the sink and that's full of plastic that you know goes into the water And it's never for the sake of you can't wash oils down the sink because of these big reasons. It's it it clogs the sink. You can't wash acrylic yeah. down. Because it, <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll block our drains. Or like you can't do this because it's a bit toxic for Bristol water. It's never like if everyone's doing this nationwide or like globally, these are the mm-hmm. implications. And well, it's like the fast fashion, not spring fashion into it, but the um yeah the consequences that you can't see but do happen before you go to the shop and buy your t-shirt the same thing happens for materials and the same thing happens for sketchbooks or anything like there's yeah. no ethical consumption under capitalism <laughs> so <laughs> if you're buying something the chances are and no one's perfect we're not advocating perfection because none of us are perfect but no, we're all learning that's why we're we wanted it to be more of a conversation rather mm-hmm. than like you know we do a talk or like we think that we're like we can do a talk to educate other people it's like no like you know we're not like educated like you know educators in a sense it's like we're just want to start a conversation and like talk about like how, yeah our experiences of it or like what we've yeah, thought of definitely and like we said I think being being in our early 20s in in the 20 in the year 2020 
and being at art school I think it's all very important it's an important perspective not necessarily art individually individual perspectives but to have this conversation about the way that the art world currently is from the way that we see it and our, our mm-hmm. joint collective perspectives collective perspectives I think <laughs> this is why we're having the podcast so we can verbalize and literally have a discussion about these topics and that's why we want to hold a space for people to go to and come together and experience these things again as a group have a mm-hmm. zine so people can visually understand the art that we're making for the visual artists and it all feeds into the whole communicating with people experiencing this topic this conversation in different ways and that's why Earth Bodies was born so that's a little bit about who we are and how we got here uh, thanks so much for tuning into our first episode I hope you enjoyed it it'll be really great if you could like and subscribe if you want to come on this journey with us you can also stay up to date with what we're doing on our website and social media at Earth Bodies Collective And next week, we'll be discussing what fine art means to us, breaking some terms that can make it a bit inaccessible, as we mentioned earlier, just getting in there with understanding all the words we're going to be using, basically, and the major stereotypes for artists and the artists face. So we look forward to seeing you next week. And thank you. Goodbye.